0: On an empty stomach. It's happening, everybody? Thank you so much for joining me on A Long Walk to Cleveland. You can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher every morning, 9.45 a.m. It goes live on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Today on the show, <laughs> I am McLovin. Also, never trust anybody with two first names. But first, let's look at some live dates, huh? Just got back. I'll explain where I've been over the last couple of days coming up on thursday gonna be a comedy at crane big show with uh, my good friend jesse jacobs he's got a bunch of people uh, on a bill i don't know much about the show he just contacted me yesterday and was like hey if you're around why don't you come on down and uh, do a set i said i am thank you very much i will be there i'll give you more details it'll be on my facebook and instagram later today Uh, Coming up December 10th, I'm also going to be doing the Dirty Show at Spring Street Tavern, Club Underground. Got the Monday Night Comedy Show coming up this coming Monday, the 14th, and also the 28th. Great show, Club Underground, Spring Street Tavern. And then December 3rd, Vulcan Gas Company, Austin, Texas, John Kite, man. Loving it. Can't wait. You guys having a tough time hearing me? Oh my God, we're going to have to go ahead and restart this pig, ain't we? Uh, It's going to be one of those days, dude. It's totally going to be one of those days. I'll explain to you in just a moment. We're going to go ahead and restart this live feed. Um, (laughs) Get you guys back onto the Instagram. Oh, my goodness. Um, How about that? You guys back on now? Now can you hear what's going down? What's up, Sarah? Scooter, look at him go. Look at him go, she says. Yeah. I am having one of them days... That is, it has already started from the word go, man, I, (sighs) meet me over at camera one. There's times I got to start thinking about making some choices, what the next move might be. I am fucking exhausted. I went from northern Minnesota. Ten hours of driving yesterday. I went from northern Minnesota to Green Bay, Wisconsin, to Minneapolis, and in between, I uh, got to Green Bay about three o'clock. I worked until showtime seven. Did an hour set, packed up all my shit, drove back four hours. One of the craziest rainstorms I've ever driven in. I don't. There's only one other time, and I was thinking about it. It was about 25 years ago. Bemidji, Minnesota. The new Soundgarden record had just come out, super unknown. I had to go buy it. The only place I knew that would have it is a small, little, tiny record shop in Bemidji. I told my family I was just going to go for a drive and go take some pictures down on the river. Fuck no! I was hauling ass to Bemidji <laughs> to go buy a CD that nowhere else in my hometown would have. Bought the album. Got caught in a rainstorm. Had to park under a bridge for like two hours. Took a nap. It was the craziest shit I've ever been. I was like 17 years old. I was by myself. It was absolute insanity. And last night as I was driving home, crazy ass rainstorm. It's 1230 at night. I am balls ass tired. Been hunting all weekend. I'm like, I, fuck. Like, luckily, I made a couple of bucks on the road. So it's not a complete wash, but man, there are times where I I got to start telling people no. Tuesday night, Green Bay, Wisconsin, I got to start telling people no on some of this shit. Because usually when I take a gig with this one company, they'll say, hey man, you got a hotel in the mix. This time it was not. And usually I'll say, I can't do it. But I feel like such an asshole because they only give me gigs with hotel rooms that when i say no i feel like a dick so i'm like yeah i'll take your gig in green bay what time does it start 7 how long am i on an hour okay then i get back all right doing the math that's 12 15 or so if i hustle get my ass out of the show right away okay and then by the time like 12:30 hit last night i was like man i was like i got to get the fuck home that last stretch you know they always say like oh you know what hurts the most about a tattoo the white it's always the worst yeah, because they put it on last, and they've been drilling over that spot for the last six hours. That lasts like forty minutes. When you get to Hudson, Wisconsin, you're just going over the border until you get to where I live, sort of near Mall of America. I am on that road, and it's the worst forty-seven minutes of your life because it is straight, and there is nothing to see. You get over that river, man. And it is nothing but strip malls (laughs) as far as the eye can see until you get to 694. And it fucking sucks. I was exhausted. I got home. Finally, I got to bed. It was about 1:15 this morning. Eyes wide open at 537. Why? I have no idea. Staring at the clock going, dude, you don't need to be up. You ever just been so tired that you can't sleep? You're buzzing like you're shaking. Oh, yeah. I got up this morning. A lot of shakes. I I very seldom do I eat when I wake up in the morning. But I was like, I got to, I have, I bet I ate at least 3,100 calories in the first 12 minutes I was awake this morning. I made meatballs. Who makes meatballs after they've only been up for seven minutes before 6 a.m.? <sighs> Danielle, that last stretch of the long drive is the worst, absolutely. Sally, yep, extremely painful. Just the anticipation of getting home. Meg, 100% agree. That last leg is always the worst. I I was really contemplating about making some changes. And then, of course, You you know, here's the problem, is that same company is going to call in like a week and go, hey, man, you want to drive all the way to Racine, Wisconsin? Show starts at 9 o'clock, no hotel room. And, of course, because I'm an asshole, I'll be like, yeah, I'll take it. I have, I have no boundaries whatsoever. God, what an idiot. Oh, just exhausted, man. So, And not... Because I always say, like, listen, you guys. We're not pushing boulders up mountains. We're not hauling shingles onto roofs. We're up there telling jokes. And I have become a big believer in I get paid for the drive. The show is for free. If you want me to come to your club or do your corporate gig... The drive there is what you're paying me for. I get up and dance for free. But once you hand me that check, <laughs> I, regardless of how the show goes, that I get paid to drive there. That is why I'm there. Ah. Oh, incredibly tired. And like and all and, and the thing is is like I really want cuz I, I had done some new material I'm very seldom do I do, a, a, do I do new material at a corporate gig. But I'm like, this is going to be a fun crowd. It's Green Bay. These are my people. I did a bunch of new stuff. Like three quarters of it did pretty well. I think I got it tweaked out. I want to go do two sets tonight. And I'm like, I just don't think I have it in me. I don't know. I'm gonna ha- I got a nap today. And I'm always one of those guys that's like, oh, you pussy, you nap. There's stuff to do. You got a lot of living to do. As Frank Sinatra and the boys would always say, Sammy Davis Jr., there's places to go, people to meet, things to see, everything for you and me. Life's a ball if only you know it. And it's all just waiting for you because you're alive. So come on and show it because you got a lot of living. You got a lot of living to do. Sleep when I'm dead. Hi, Ella. Nice to see you. Hi, Mira. I apologize. I I look like somebody somebody just crumpled me up and threw me away. And it has been a rough morning, man. And I got a pile of work that still needs to get done. So how about we move on, get a little bit of news in us, huh? So a bouncer in Oklahoma has gone viral with his uh, way to spot a fake ID, which I have been talking about this for a long time. This is not anything new, but I'm telling you. Young lady is trying to get into a club. Here's how it all went down. He looks right at the lady and goes, uh, by the way, ma'am, this this is 1,000% a fake ID. Typically when I get a fake ID, first I'll let them know, ma'am, this is a fake ID. And then I'll wait for their response. It's not though. So. And that's the typical response. And then I tell them, well, if that's so, then why can't I rip the fake ID in half like that? And typically they say, and i say, you can't stay here and you got to go. You can't stay here and you got to so go. So what? Can I get it back? No. Yeah. I was bouncing at a club called Spanky's in La Crosse, Wisconsin. And while I'm at the door one night, gal walks in, hands me a fake ID. I take one look at it. I go, this is fake. She had an attitude of, okay, I'm busted. Her friend came running around going, no, it's not. No, it's not. I was like, get the fuck out. She's like, why do you think it's a fake ID? I'm like, because she, the person who gave it to me, ain't saying shit. You, on the other hand, who are of age, you're freaking the fuck out. She has already conceded to the fact that I busted her. So listen, I'm not going to be a dick and I'm not going to take your fake ID because I don't give a shit where you go. You just can't come here. In fact, if you would like, I got an apartment upstairs. What are you, 20? Great. I got an apartment upstairs. You're more than welcome to come upstairs and party with all of us at the end of the night. But not right now. You can't come into my bar. Lady lost her shit, and I was like, this is how I know you. this is all fake. Had you would have just been cool and been like, oh, why, why would you say that? No, that's of course that's mine. Memorize everything on the fake ID. And then just be like, yep, okay, you're good. Yep, yeah, okay, uh, all right. But when you freak out on me, when doth protests too much... Now I know 1,000% that this is a fake IT. And I would tell people that all the time. Watch their reaction. Their reaction will tell you everything. It's all you need to know. As soon as they lose their shit, then it's over. It's all in how you handle it. I also like the guy who walks in when he's like a regular at a bar. And they go, oh, by the way, man, we got the thunder from Down Under here tonight. I don't know why that was the first thing that came to mind. It's deer hunting widows weekend. We got the thunder from down under. Got them boys up there in the G-strings all rocking out to the Eddie money. It's going to cost you $5 to get in. And the guy's like, <sighs> and he walks right, pi- right past you. And you're like, dude, I don't make the fucking rules. I know the owner. Yeah, I know the owner too. And she says, you owe $5. Line forms to the left. Get in the back. Hmm. <laughs> I'm sure you guys have been walking around Netflix as of recent. You've probably seen the trailer, or at least the cover art, for Killer Sally. Killer Sally being a three-part docuseries on Sally McNeil, world-class bodybuilder who shot and killed her husband, Ray. I do sort of kind of remember the story a little bit. And it was right after O.J. Simpson... And it was kind of during Lorena Bobbitt. So there was like all these women that were having these stories in the in the public eye about abusers. And if you don't know that story, that docuseries is... It, it's stunning. I was like blown away by it, man. It's three parts. And the story that they tell is of not only of Sally and then her relationship with Ray, but then also like what happens with their children. And man, it is it's a tough one to watch because there's some things that they talk about and they do that that move where you start watching it and it's funny because as I was watching the first part of the series I'm like, okay, I kind of know a little bit of the story. I remember that she had killed her husband and they were trying to pin it down as like a, she's an abused woman. She has abused woman syndrome. And Some of the things they talk about, it's, I don't know, and not to like, I always hate when people are like, when I was sexually assaulted in college, okay, yes, we understand. It's awful that these things happen, but let's not bring it back on you. I always hate when people do that. But having, like, growing up around abusive people and being in homes where there was a lot of arguing, some of this stuff I'm watching and I'm cringing and I'm just, ugh, God, Sally, I watched it. I love the docu-series. It's interesting and sad. Absolutely. Very cringeworthy. But the one thing that I sort of took away from it is documentaries are really, really good these days about sucking you in and getting you on the side of whoever it is. They want to paint a picture to be in the nice light. And then they flip it. And you're like, oh, now I don't know how to feel. Now I'm not sure exactly how it is I should be feeling about this. But the way that they lay it out, it's incredibly interesting. And I don't know, man. I think anytime you're you're in, a, in a, an abusive relationship like that, and it's just been over and over and over again, any sort of decisions that you make towards that person, regardless if they're like, it was in self-defense or it was not in self-defense, regardless, you're in a different state of mind. And once you get into those weird tumultuous toxic relationships they just keep snowballing on top of one another i've only had one real real toxic relationship awful and just the the way it ended the person it was with Mm. but at that time you don't realize that you're inside of it like you can't see the forest from the trees when everyone else around you is going what is the matter with you two you two you you guys need to split up You guys need to go to your separate corners. Somebody move out. Go do something. No. That's the only... But, man, it lasted like, I don't know, three and a half years, and it was awful. And the way it ended was terrible. I think about it quite often. And I don't know where this girl is at now. Hopefully, uh, she's doing well. I imagine that she is. But in that time, especially when you're young... You don't realize it, but man, when you're like, even at like 26, you're still a kid. You have no idea what you're doing. And everything that you think is the right adult decision, oh my God, you're so backwards. You have no idea what you're doing. And then on top of it, you're having to make adult rational decisions. With this brain of yours that is nowhere near being formed. And then you add on a bunch of hormones on top of it. And then competition from other dudes. You know, it's sort of hardwired into our dna it is our job to spread our seed and as men we make terrible decisions when we are trying to do that we need to spread it as far and wide as we possibly can they talk about how if you got rid of all males between it doesn't matter doesn't matter race doesn't matter anything doesn't matter background whatever if you got rid of all males between the ages of like 15 and 28 violent crimes would drop 87 percent I, I'm throwing a number out there, but its I'm not that far off. Because our brains are just like, its we're so revved up, and we don't know how to control it. And then you add a bunch of booze on top of it. And then they always throw out that, hey, if you're old enough to die for your country, you should be old enough to get a beer. People are dipshits in their 40s. You think that an 18-year-old should be okay legally to be able to go into a bar and start drinking it up with a bunch of people that are... Equally as dumb and maybe bigger and a little bit more formed at the age of, like, 27? No. They're all idiots. What are you doing? But anyways, I watched this documentary, and I had this thought, couple like, as I watched that first episode, I was like, I didn't know I needed a documentary about Sally McNeil. And then I started thinking, I wonder if there's anybody else on that list that I possibly could want to be able to see in a docu-series and it was as almost as though I was a soothsayer. Because if you guys remember back in 2011, there was a gal by the name of Casey Anthony who was acquitted of killing her daughter. Even though, beyond a shadow of a doubt, she obviously did it. If you remember that story, if you remember anything about it, if you don't know anything about it, I would say watch whatever is going to be coming up here soon. But they gave a trailer. Casey doesn't say anything in the trailer. It's just the interviewer. Casey, interview. Why talk to me now when you're not getting creative control? Okay. Casey Anthony, if you remember that story, when her mom found the car and called Casey Anthony and was screaming, it smells like there's a dead body in the trunk. After they couldn't find her daughter for three or four days and Casey Anthony was out on a bender. And Casey was like, I don't know what to tell you, Ma. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know where she is. It's just, it's so strange. It's weird. Anyway, I'm just at the liquor store just getting a bottle of Cuervo. It's so strange. You found my car? It smells like a dead body? That's so weird. Everything pointed to this woman having been the killer of her own child. And yet she got to walk away from it. And I thought that would be a very interesting docu-series. I would love to know what it is she is up to now. And now Peacock, November 29th, they are going to be dropping this. You're going to see more and more shit like this too, by the way. More and more people are going to be dropping stuff like this because there are so many platforms that need to put out so much content for you to justify your subscription. Why do you think Netflix just keeps pumping it out? Why do you think Peacock has to just keep pumping out shit like the Do you think Peacock wants to do the Casey Anthony case? No. But they need somebody to dish over 699 a month so they'll do the Casey Anthony case. Jules, I can't wait to watch the new Casey Anthony documentary. Danielle, Casey Anthony case was rather unfortunate. She totally killed her little girl. Absolutely. I don't know how it... I don't remember what the reason was. I mean, they never found a body. Which was one of the things. But everything pointed to the fact that that woman definitely killed her kid. And yet, at the end of it, she got to walk away. And I don't want to give away what happens with Sally McNeil, just in case you guys haven't seen it yet. But some of these, you're going to see more and more of this stuff. The biopics that are dropping right now of all these people. Although I hear the Weird Al one is spectacular. I may I'm going to have to get a free trial of Roku just to watch this. Because I hear it is so good. That's the one I'm looking forward to. Sally, these poor kids that suffer because of their parents. Yeah. I mean, if anything, have that kid go live with mom and dad. I have a, I can't say a family member, but related through marriage. He gave up his son because he was a, he's a method. He's an, he's, he's a hes a crazy person. He gave up his kid because he was like, I can't do this. So he gave up his kid to a family member. That's how you do it. Oh, uh, Lena, the weird out one was good. Good to know uh, I wonder if she can live with herself knowing that she killed her kid. Yeah, that's a good question. I wonder what she does for work. That's the one I was wondering about. Like, what does she do to be able to have an income? Because who would hire you? You would have to legally change your name. You'd have to, maybe you just work online. Does some? Do you have to go to like a temp agency? Like, I don't know what you would do. Ah. Uh, Let's see, Sally, Roku is free. I'm in the middle of the Weird Al show. Oh, really? I didn't know. Okay. Well, check it out. I will definitely watch it. All right, guys. My furnace just kicked on, so you're going to hear that in the background. I'm going to get out of here. Got some stuff to do. Going to try to take a nap today. But uh, check out rudypovich.com. Got some shows coming up. Hopefully, we'll see you at one of these shows soon. Find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and then every morning, 9.45 a.m., it goes live on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Again, thank you guys so much for taking a long walk to Cleveland.